theme song for the Gip Podcast. Leon, how you going, buddy? Pretty good, mate. How are you? You're getting a bit of your Draymond on. You've been in a disturbed kind of mood, are you? Oh, I can't do that sound. I'm not going to do the wah thing. It's too hard. I told you about the um, the guys that come to the Balmoral and whenever, we, whenever we're playing anything, they're like, oi, 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 oh, wah, ah, ah. just do it. And I do it in blistering They just the love it. Yeah, it's funny. It's good. Um, Leon, how you going, man? What's, what's been happening? Oh, not too much, mate. Had a pretty good weekend. Got a lot of sun. Went snorkeling. It was sick. Nice. Because that's what you do in Australia in the summer. What about you, mate? You've been busy. Been, it's been a week, man. It's only Wednesday, but it's been a very busy week. All And uh, what was it? Wednesday, midday. I've got a bunch of songs to do. I've got some... I probably should do some mastering this afternoon, actually. That'll be fun. Session all day tomorrow. Sessions all day Friday. Four gigs this weekend. And then do it all next week again. It's it's good. I meant to ask you, actually, before we start, um, do you look at a day? Mate, do you look at a day? <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, let us know if you lick a dick a day. This is the gear podcast. We're in season two as well. Yeah, season, so season I think the arc has to be that we eventually kill ourselves off. <laughs> but then when there's a massive viewer backlash, we'll miraculously come back from the dead like any good soap opera. Yeah, I like the sound of that. Speaking of uh, of the next season, um, I just for the, today for the first time watched my, my first Kane Corns uh, AFL video of the year. Oh. Him and Phil Davis talking about, uh, you know, just general things. So that was fun. Now, how do you feel about them not being able to list AFL player weights? Is this I is this an less. unnecessary distraction, or is it wokeism gone mad? It's who cares? Does it really matter? Like, is it just? Is it like mountains out of molehills? Just get over it. Oh, it's definitely mountains out of molehills. But I will say, I'm I always look forward to you know you just like watching something, mm-hmm. and you know Paddy Cripps is dominating in the midfield. And you're just, you're just imagining yourself out there on the field and you're watching the little players run around mm. on the TV and you're like, they're not that big. But then you look up Paddy Cripps' stats mm. and you realise he's like 95 kilograms and 6'4", and you're like, yeah, this guy would like crush me with his, you know, pinky finger. He's a pretty big dude. He's a big so, man, Paddy Cripps. But yeah. So, uh, Kane like, Corns is, if care. he was a guitar YouTuber, <laughs> he'd have problems with everything. Yeah. You know, who would who would he be if he was get a guitar YouTuber? Glenn Fricker? Yeah, actually, probably right. Uh, I think I think old Kano probably would get better stats in the midfield. <laughs> yeah. Did he like he's a three hundred gamer, all Australian Tagger, right? He played in that two thousand and seven Geelong Port grand final. Did he play in the two thousand all time four winning grand final when they beat Brisbane? I don't I don't think so. Mm. Anyway. Um, anyway, we're not here to talk about cane corns. We're here to talk about gear, and it's it's starting to rain, rain little uh, slabs of gear, isn't it? There's a bunch of companies doing their kind of nam time. It's funny how it's gone from a trade show to just the time of year you announce stuff. I'm really excited. I keep checking um, Gear Space for the new product alerts thing because I'm just waiting for some stuff to get announced. Um, we should before we talk about that. Um, have you had any any gear acquisitions there, Uncle Leon, in the last week? Anything exciting? Oh, maybe. If people watch my studio tour, they would have noticed a few things, namely a PRS CE24 from 1993, which I currently don't have here. I went and dropped it off to Tim, so it's getting a refret. It's He scanned it and was like, yeah, it looks like it basically hasn't been played from the fifth fret. Like the the frets were bashed way down and then they were kind of mostly pristine from the way up. So, yeah, I've got that over there. So, So that's funny because- Yeah, go on. 
Oh, I've got a gig on the 28th on Rotness, so oh, yeah. I'm hoping to have it back by then and then, you know, I can blood it in the heat of battle amongst some uh, small marsupials. Well, I believe in the last two podcasts, perhaps you'd made a point of saying, oh, I haven't bought anything yet this year. And then like the next day, hey, check this out. Look what I bought. So I thought that was really funny. Yeah. I lasted um, 10 days. But then you- So um, it was last But that's Wednesday. been on the list, man. That's it's, it's important to go through the list more than anything else, you know? I have a We've list. talked about it. We've talked about it. You did it and it's done. Um, but yeah, Out of all so, places, cash converters. Yeah. Did you go in there knowing the guitar was there or did you just happen to hop in and check it out? So what happened was Elspeth had work mm -hmm. and she works a half day on Wednesdays in the afternoon. And basically a friend of hers had tickets to see the premiere for the new Mean Girls movie. Mm -hmm. And last minute was like, hey, you know, my date bailed. Do you want to come with me? Uh, we'll go and see it. It was her friend's birthday. So the two of them were going to go have a girl's night, all good. And the only thing was it was like in that small window where she didn't have time to come home and change. So I was like, look, I'll drop you at work. I've got, what am I going to be doing on a Wednesday afternoon? I just kind of sit around here and twiddle my thumbs and recline on uh, recline on my chair, which is the sponsor of today's video uh, from Valencia Theatre Seating. I will put a little ad insert somewhere. Uh, but yeah, I've just been kind of doing that and, you know, playing some retro video games. But so dropped her off at work. You know, it's near Joondalup. I'm like, I'm going to pop into the coffee place, buy some beans. And I was driving out and I'm like, hmm, maybe <sighs> Cashies is right there. I'll just pop in. You have to go. And I had that like split second. Now nah, I don't need to. And I was like, ah, sometimes they have deals. Walked in. Immediately I was like, oh, there's a PRS there. It's black, double cut. 24 frets, come up to it, CE24. <coughs> I was like, well, I have to try this thing. And uh, yeah, they had it listed for a lot more than I paid for it in the end. So, because mm -hmm. it's, it's like, it's a last frontier, cash converters. You just never never pay ticket price. They're always, they always overprice it because yep. they know people like us go in and, you know, you like the little back and forth of a little bit of a haggle. Yep. You know, could you do this? Could you do that? And then if they say yes straight away, you feel like you should have lowballed them more. <laughs> Man, it's like when I got that um, uh, 5150 script uh, well, two years ago now, listed for 950 bucks and I offered them 700 and they were like, they had to go away and um, check with the manager. And then she comes back and she's like, oh, look, the lowest we can do is 720 and I said, okay, you got me. <laughs> okay. Um, so yeah. here you go. And then I was actually talking to a guy um, a week after that who works at, let's just, uh, yeah, he was basically just said, look, you can get some deals. I'll just say that. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. But so when you got this guitar, like, tell me, how did it, was it good? Like, you're getting a refret and stuff, but how did it feel to play? Was it, was it good? Was it outside of the uh, look and feel it, of it? The, it looked a bit beaten up. Mm -hmm. And then when they pulled out of the cabinet, looking up close, I was like, oh, actually the finish on this is really, it didn't really look like it had been gigged that much. Mm -hmm. um, it, so it's a 1993, so it's 31 years old this year. Yep. Um, it's the old style short neck tenon. Uh, I was just kind of looking at it and I was like, oh yeah, it looks, it looks like the fingerboard had never been oiled. So it looked like a yep. bit of a park bench. I know the I was exact like, feel oh, you're talking about. Yeah, you know, and the strings were really old on it and the action was really, really high mm -hmm. and the neck relief was a bit out. So, it was a bit neglected. 
was sort of like feeling it. I was like, uh, everything seems in pretty good nick. You know, tried the electronics. There was no scratchy pots or anything, which I was happy about. It just needed a setup. Mm -hmm. uh, and it's got the old winged tuners on there, which- I've never seen them. Like, do you remember Luke's Custom 22? Yeah. Had the different tuners? Yeah. So, it's like the old style tuners okay. on there, which I don't love, but they work. So, yeah, I got it home and like immediately ripped the strings off, like oiled the fingerboard and it looked great. I gave, I gave it a very, very- quick and dirty setup and it was playing and like it intoned really really well mm -hmm. it sounds really good like it does have that kind of snappier tighter yep. thing going on what um, pickups it's got are the five way and i think a vintage bass and an hfs oh yeah I but like they sort of suit man. that guitar they're good pickups. yeah they're good um it's it's a bit it's just kind of like a bit um uh, leaner than the other than the custom 24s i've got so yeah it's totally a you mean like good sounding guitar is like chunk yeah, it's uh, like the, it, it can get pretty chunky. It's just in a sort of like different, mm. I don't know. It's like, it's more super strat, yep. you know, than than the other guitars, which lean a bit more kind of like Les Paul-y. But yeah, it's good. Uh, hopefully have it back soon with new frets on it. And I'll, uh, if people watch my studio tour, they would have heard it very, very briefly. It's a good guitar. I haven't watched it two years ago. I saw it pop up, but I didn't watch it yet. So I'll get there, mate. Why would you, mate? Oh, Why would you? Why not? What about you? You've had your eyes on something... Uh, Kind of spicy that you've also been talking about on the podcast. A type of guitar. Do you mean something like this, Uncle Leon? <laughs> He's got it. I got it. I didn't He's got it you. in his hands. I thought I could just surprise you. When did you, you pick it up? Uh, this morning. So. That's awesome, man. Uh, this is, uh, oh, there we go. That's about as centralized tell, as I can get Tell it. us all about it. Well, I just knocked the stand over that it was on. And, um, that was very embarrassing. In my in my haste, I wanted to pick the guitar. I wanted to not lean over so as to give away the surprise. But um, I'll pop it back on the thing. Well, there you go. It's, it doesn't need to be anything more. So, well, I haven't said to the people listening, it is a yeah, 2011 is Gibson Explorer white um, with black pickups in it. Um, and I believe I spoke about the guitar that was at a, at a music shop here. Um, like two weeks ago, I went and tried one. And yeah, you tried what a newer purple one? No, it was a like the exact same looking guitar. So that's a '68 reissue, the one as in the one I bought. The other one I believe was like a '70s or I think it was a '70s reissue or maybe an '80s. It was one right. or two. I, I actually can't remember now. Um, but li literally looked identical. But I didn't like the way that the other one felt. Like I picked it up and I had a yep. strum, and it just felt like the action was a little. It felt like. The, Best way I can describe it, it feels like the nut was too high. So, Tim, who <laughs> listens to the show, he knows. Like, uh, he would have probably chucked it on the machine, told me immediately, just chuck, we'll chuck a new nut on it and do some stuff. He knows. And he's, he's kind of, he's taught us the ways of what to look out for, you know? Yeah. That's something that I feel you know, really quickly, though. It's like this, the um, Hagstrom, Jay's Hagstrom, which is back there, the ghost signature. It's the same sort of deal. Like, it's a cool guitar, but they felt very similar in that regard where I think it's just that would make it a little bit more playable for me and, and what I like. Yeah, yeah. But it, it, it's funny though. Hey, once you have a guitar where you're like, oh, there's something not right about it and you, know, you get it plecked or something and yep. you see the scans and it's like, hey, this is, you know, the nut's too high and you're like, oh, cool. So, this is what it feels like when the nut's too high and you kind of internalize that feel yep. and any other guitar you play after then you're sort of looking out for it. Yep. So, anyway, um, that guitar I didn't like and it was- more expensive and it, just, <laughs> uh, it wasn't like for me playing it at that time wasn't over $4,000 worth my time and energy. Yeah. Um, but it looked awesome. So anyway, this one came up on Facebook uh, for two and a half and the guy was around the corner in nice. Norley. So um, yeah, hit him up 
And uh, yeah, I went and played it on Monday and literally grabbed it out. It's it's basically new. It has uh, that's awesome. It has man. a chip here, which is probably I can't really get it in, but you can sort of see it on the camera there. That's the only little ding in it. But uh, yeah, he just said he didn't really play it very much, and it's been in the case, and it's in. It basically looks brand new. He had it set up um, at the Rock Inn like maybe a week ago, two weeks ago, and oh, right. um, and it feels really good to play. Um, yeah, so it's it's funny. Like I played it, I, I I basically grabbed the neck and I played a chord. I'm like, well, that feels right, and I sort of yeah. knew from that moment that it was going to be, you know, kind of what I wanted. Um, when I brought it back today and had a little strum on, there was it was it, I don't find explorers comfortable like immediately comfortable yeah. and, I, and I'm sort of working out how to play it uh, you know if, if I need to stand to play it if I need to sit or have the strap at a certain height it's just a little bit of a learning curve for me because you know strats and tellies and stuff man because I, I have the worst posture when I play I'm just like reclining foots up on the desk it doesn't really matter with this thing I've got to treat it with a little bit of respect which is funny considering it's shaped like a fucking lightning bolt um, <laughs> so yeah the um I've got a, I immediately put a, like a long strap on it and chucked it all the way down and, and that felt pretty comfortable sitting and playing with it. I, I put a different strap on with a higher, like a much higher to see if that was comfortable and that's sort of all right. But you know, as we were talking about the other week, man, I'm not a, I'm not a sit between the legs type of guy. I'm a sit over here. So it's yep. um, the, my elbows kind of up in the air on the side of the body to play like that. So it is a yep. bit of an adjustment, but I'll get there. It sounds great though. Um, I'm not sure what pickups it's got in it. I couldn't see it documented. Um, and just looking up the guitar was, I, I didn't really find a direct like version yeah, of mine. Interesting. Um, but it's, yeah, I'm really happy. And yeah, that'll be the, probably the the one I play um, for, at the stage. I was going to say, when's the first Dockers gig? Well, yeah, I mean, uh, they haven't actually confirmed it yet. So hopefully it does get confirmed and then at least I can um, <laughs> not be thinking that I just dropped a bunch of money on a guitar or won't play, but um yeah, I, the only thing I thought with this guitar is, um, you know, oh, sh you know, I was in the shower this morning, knowing I was going to go pick it up. I was like, oh, you know, the pickups they sound they sounded good when I tried it on Monday, and they sound good today. But if I want to swap them out, I wonder what I put in there. And I remembered my Ibanez Les Paul that I've had since I was about well, I've had it for over twenty years now. Um, I've had a lot of different pickups in it, and I never play it. Currently, it has a set of red Duncan like a JB Jazz set which ah, would be a cool. perfect fit. Like just drop them straight in. It's yep. the right width and stuff. So yeah, I might play these for a little while and then I might be the guy with a white Explorer and red pickups and that'd be cool, you know? Try it out. Just good. Try, try it out, out man. <laughs> exactly. As long as it looks cool. Uh, it's, yeah, man. Like they're just, they're the ultimate stage guitar, yeah. you know? They just, they look sick. And yeah. yeah, that era, you know, my old man has one from 2010, 2011. Yep. And yeah, they sound chunk. Yeah. They're well, really, really good. It's probably the same. So, what, is, um, what does that one look like? I can't remember. It's just natural mahogany. Oh, yeah. That's right. Yeah. You yeah. So it's, also, a, yeah. it's a pretty cool. And I know Ryan has a black Explorer as well from his, his earlier, obviously. But yeah, he's had that for a for a little while. So yep. yeah, man, congrats. Thank you. Welcome to, the, welcome to the Lightning Bolt Guitar Club. Yeah. Well, it's funny because I have... I guess in my brain, I'm like, well, I'll buy a one guitar a year, which is probably still too much, but, um, and that's why I have so many. Um, I didn't think I'd buy a guitar this early into the year, but it's, it's <laughs> odd, odd to me that the last two guitars that I've procured have been both Gibsons. I never thought in my life I'd have enough money to buy an actual Gibson guitar. 
So now I have three. Of them. How many do you have now? Three. You I've got, got three. The '97 Les Paul, the '90, I think it's '94, three three five, and then this 2011. Which provides the perfect segue to talk about some new things, Troy. Mm-hmm. And anyone watching the podcast can see Gibson have just announced two new amps. Ooh. So the Falcon over here. And I know nothing about them except they kind of look cool. Yeah. Like what do they have? There's a 1x12 combo mm-hmm. with a Jensen speaker in it. Uh, what's going on here? There's a 20 Pretty... watt, 50 watt, I think. Is that right? Yeah. So that's the 1x12 combo. And if we come over here, I mean, they're not ridiculously priced either. And I assume they're made by Boogie. What is happening here? We're just oh, we're just onto guitars. Yeah, geez. this isn't what I want at all. Uh, let's just look at the twenty watt amp anyway. So it looks like Wait, something that's out of the eighteen hundred US or Australian. Yeah, it's US. You're on the US website. Yeah, right? it must be US. Yeah, 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 yeah it must it's not be. Cheap, so but- what do we have? Yeah, man. I mean, what's a kind of comparable one by 20 watt boogie cost? Ooh, uh, well, Australian probably similar probably amounts. Three and a half, surely be three and a half. So yeah, it's probably about the same. So what does this guy got? Uh, selectable full half low multi watt power modes. Um, so so down very to five. Boogie. So twelve five or one watts of power. Um, uh, voicing style. So single channel with two inputs. Normal channel cleaned overdrive speaker. So yeah, Jensen speaker. So it looks just like a little. What's what power? Is this a deluxe reverb? I guess so. It's it looks yeah. like it's probably a deluxe reverb with a few switches that give you a bit of. Extra vibe, but I did read something too to, that mentioned the Falcon was like a. Let me see if I can find it. I think the the Falcon was actually a '60s amp that they made. Ah, interesting. So it might actually be a re like a reissue sort of a job. Uh, let me just. Yeah, it looks pretty cool. I I immediately don't love that the foot switch jack is next to the inputs. Oh yeah. I can just see if I was playing this, I'd plug my guitar into the foot switch jack and be like, "Why is there no sound?" Uh, let me just. Uh, uh, I was incorrect. It's they have the Falcon Five and the Falcon Twenty, so it's a five. I guess a five I watt see. and a twenty watt. Um, Scrap a little, 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 little visions uh, by Gibson's uh, Gibson amplifiers and reimagined for today's players. Uh, focusing great sound simplicity pays homage to the '60s Falcons, the very first guitar amplifiers available with reverb. So I don't know that. That's yeah. interesting. Yeah. So no, you're you're probably right. Like just made by Boogie, and well, you presume so. Um, uh, pretty, pretty sure it kind of says it here. Yeah. So, uh, it's, it's, I mean, isn't it funny that, you know, Randall Smith gets to start modifying fenders and here he is, you know, <laughs> in his kind of retirement making amps for Gibson. Yep. Although he's not making them, he's probably just designing them, but it's class A, which is interesting. And it's running six V6s, mm. uh, just single tone control on there. So yeah, that'll be interesting. I haven't heard any clips just yet. I've seen them pop up but be interesting to see what else if gibson are just going to kind of use this to reissue some of their old designs um because they did i think trace elliott were building gibson branded amps oh, right. in the 90s okay yeah i i tried one of them um a family friend has one i'm pretty sure i've got a video up on the channel really nice sweet sounding clean amp mm. like just you know and one of those kind of things where I'm like, oh, yeah, you could, you know, if you were a jazz player, you could use this. They're a funny um, brand, man. Like, do you remember there used to be that Tracy Elliott bass head at Crank? Like, yeah, it was a massive Yeah, and I'm pretty beast. sure Ryan's got a Trace Elliott combo. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So, I, I don't really think of them as guitar amps so much. Like, if they are, obviously. But um, they're, they're sort of a weird company like that. Do, do they have a, like, an acoustic or a bass guitar, like, pedal preamp thing? I think they've got one of those that I've yeah, seen recently. I think so, Yeah. yeah. Are they Canadian? Um, now, or maybe they're not. 
good question. I, I don't think so. Mm. But also, what do I know? Now, Troy, I, I really have to ask your opinion on this because this is the current uh, guitar meme of the moment. Mm -hmm. Just give me an, a simple yay or nay to this. Would you rock this? <laughs> Are you aware of this? No, I don't think I am. Uh, probably so, it's the nay. Machine Gun Kelly, his new Schecter oh, signature guitar, okay. and it's a razor blade shaped body. Oh, it's a razor blade. Okay, I could Did really you just go that. from hating it to loving it? No, I just thought, like, is it a cheese grater? What is he doing there? The the little, the black parts. What a shame. What a downfall. Like, I honestly, I do not care either way about Machine Gun Kelly. I went through, not a phase, but there was a band I worked with that I wanted a reference for, like, modern pop punk stuff, and I brought his music up, and it was, you know, it sounded a certain way that I kind of liked, so- I'm, I'm trying yeah, to be a bit hesitant. You know, don't love him, don't hate him, don't anything him. But what I it's do love- Blink-182 cosplay. Man, what I love is that pink um, Schecter that he had. I think it was a telly. Yeah. And that was yep. his signature model. And that thing was amazing. And I thought, like, that's almost my perfect gaudy guitar. But I just felt a little bit funny that it was a Machine Gun Kelly signature and it would probably cost, like, $2,000 Australian to buy it. You know, it's yeah. the sort of thing. I mean, look at this. This is fifteen hundred US dollars. Oh, so, like, just, that's are you going to spend two thousand Australian dollars on a Schecter that looks like a razor blade? How sharp do you um, think the bottom of that guitar is? Like, if you put that on your leg, would you cut it off? Yeah, that's another stand-only guitar, bro. Can you use it to chop up your coke? <laughs> Does that work? I mean, oh man, like, you know, I was looking the other day at because Schecter basically. It seems like if you've got any sort of profile and you want to start a guitar company, mm -hmm. you just like commission Schecter to do it. Like the Wild Audio, the Zach Wild signature guitars, like they're made by Schecter. Oh, okay. And there's they've it's got like a billion Gates, signature models. Have a whole signature I think range so. Yeah. Something or maybe that's um, just a signature signature amp thing or I don't know. Yeah. The I mean the Nick Johnston model is great. Like it's one of the best guitars you can buy for the money. Um, it's just a Strat. Right. But it's a very good one. It kind of feels like a Sir, but you're not paying Sir money okay. for it. Um, Tim had one in years ago, kind of when I first met him when I was playing. I was like, this is very, very good. They're a funny like, brand, man. Like, I just yeah, man. I don't have good memories of them from about 10, 15 years ago. They just, a lot of guitars, a lot of those guitars that came out. I, okay, looks aside, because they have that real, like, of the time yeah, gaudiness, like ultra flames and, you know, the binding all looks kind of extra flashy and stuff. But then the guitars never like intonated properly, never stayed in tune. Yeah, I was super not into them, but uh, yeah, playing that Johnson one. And that some of the some of the more just like traditional soul things they do, they're pretty good. Like they're doing some good stuff. Uh, you know, Tom Anderson yeah, yeah. worked for Schecter way, way back. Was that in the You 90s? know, Ingle had a signature Schecter for like two minutes. All oh, right. Yeah, well, back in the before the Fender thing. Back in the oh, really? Okay, yeah. Because I'm was Anderson there? Was it late '80s, early '90s, something like that, or later than that? I think so. Yeah, because you can still like he kind of got his start there. You, yeah, you can still find those guitars around, like the the ones they just look like Strat clones, sort of. Um, yeah, so it's the um, it's the the guitars that would have been priced like seven to eight hundred dollars Australian. Yeah, that I just have a bit of a bad taste in my mouth. I've never really wanted to try them, but. Again, but maybe they're fine. I don't know if you can really make a bad guitar these days, man. Like, let's be honest, it's all um, CNC stuff. Like, you know, as we we probably discussed, as long as the woods are right, like, how hard can it yeah, be? Yeah, I mean, you can definitely. There's just like a level of plasticiness to some stuff still that you're playing. You're like, eh, yeah, 
eh, you know, uh, now we'll, we'll pivot and I'll just say straight up. I've seen people getting upset about this. When Ibanez announced new guitars every year, oh, yeah. there are proper Ibanez fans. You know, I like the RG550 mm-hmm. and everything else can get in the bin, basically. Like, I'm not that into what they do. But I get that people love it and I don't want to yuck anyone's yum. <laughs> and I saw some people pretty disappointed by the new Ibanez stuff. So, All right. uh, like, what do you reckon? So, they- the all-new Ibanez AZ Premium 2024 models. Um, look, that series of guitars, I think I've played some really nice ones. Which one's the um, premium series? Is that the, like, lower series or the higher series? Because they're all confusing now. That's- yeah, man. And this is the thing, you know, like, I- Ibanez, you know, it's the alphabet soup guitar name thing. Like, they never have a cool name. Like, at least Schecter. At least Schecter will have, like, a cool name for a guitar, mm-hmm. you know? The Omen. Uh, yeah, the Omen. That's a great name for a metal guitar, you know. Um, All right. Whereas Ibanez is just Alphabet Soup 620Q, and you don't know what it is. Yeah, the the like, they're always in like fifty dollar increments where you're mm. like, well, okay. Um, but you know, the specs are always good. I don't I, look. I don't think I would play that guitar, but I don't hate it. I don't have a problem with it. And, and same as you, I'm a. I love a, a five an RG basically, and um, I, and the. The AZs that I played years ago yeah. felt amazing. They were like, that's almost my perfect guitar. Th- like looking at this, the, so the blue one that's there at the moment. It, that I'm way more into. Yeah. Like that aesthetic, cool. This is it's, corndog to yeah, me. Yeah, like, it's a little weird. So what is that green? Like what is, does it even say? That? Oh, deep ocean blonde. I'm just not a, like presumably that flame top guy, is, is like a what do they call it the photo finish or the, the where it's yeah, like not really photo a, flame or something yeah, it doesn't look real um maybe it is but you know but this is cool yeah like a, a just a normal guitar yeah and the other the, the black headstock with the blues a bit uh, yeah it's like i prefer it's a matching fine. headstock but maybe that yeah. costs more money i don't know these are uh, all bolt-on necks right I are, they 24s? So, yeah. are they 24s are they well all of them 24s just scroll up again Looks like it, 24, 24, 24, and this one looks like a 22. Yeah. See, for um, me, a 22, a 22 of the blue one would be kind of cool. I don't, oh man, who am I to like really rip on these guitars? I don't really like pickup covers on a, um, like on a Strat style guitar. I think they look odd. I think that's something you say for Les Paul. This is our guitar festivus, isn't it? The airing of grievances <laughs> for things that don't involve but, us. But then I look you know, at that one right uh, we, there. We're just going cane corns yeah. on it, aren't we? We're like, here's something that doesn't affect my life in any way, but I want to complain about yeah, it. Yeah, it's perfect. This is why we have a podcast. Like, yeah. that, gu- that guitar, if that was in the plain blue finish, I'd probably be more into it. But again, that- Hey, and to be fair, the more normcore seven strings, the better, in my opinion, because- it was really hard to find a seven that didn't look like, you know, a fifties spaceship um, when I was trying to find something. So like these AZs looks like a guitar. Yeah. I'm cool with it. I don't, yeah. You know what it is like that sort of finish. Uh, yeah. This is yucking somebody's yum. So I, apologies. Yeah. Don't mean offense. It's just like, w- I might've told this story when I was in probably like when I was in high school, I was quite young. I went and bought myself a new guitar strap and I, I found a strap and it had a spider on it. And so when you're playing the guitar, the spider's right here. And I remember yeah, even as a teenager thinking like, yeah, this is something a 10 year old would think. But I, at 15, I'm like, yeah, I'm going to have this strap and it's got a spider on it and it's going to look like I've got a spider on me and that's going to look really cool. It's just so dumb. 
And it that's the same aesthetic as some of those guitars. It's like, you remember that one I sent you last week that you laughed about? The was the Metalcore starter pack thing? And um, you were laughing. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yep. Similar sort of thing where it's just like, it's just a little bit too overly nice. But also, like that last to the seven where it's like that really deep blue. It's like, yeah, we want to have a flame top, but because we're going to play like seven string dark music, we have to make it seem like it's really deep and like not yeah. shallow water. This is like dark and there might be a monster jumping out of it. That's the, just feel like, that's what I think when I look at that guitar. So, anyway, that's just me, man. I don't know. If you like oh, it, that's man. cool. Yeah, I also like whatever you want. You know, that's the whole beauty about the gear ecosystem at the moment, right? Yeah. It's like, and most companies are making most things. Let's just all, let me also say, and I'm going to say this as someone that doesn't own like a sh- like six thousand Paul Reed Smith guitars, but some of those PRS ones, man, they're just too fancy looking. Just fucking relax, no, Paul. Why are you making? I'm a- with you, man. Just give me, just give me like, you know, they actually announced some new colors for the Silver Sky today, and I was like. They're both really good. Let me let me bring it up because okay. I was like, I know how much you love John Mayer. Oh, um, mate, you know John and I. He's your man. He's my favorite guitar player. Um, the session I did, you know, just you just heard him for the first time when you went to Whopper <laughs> and it changed your life. And you all know. right, do you want? To, can I tell you? Let me tell you something. Let me go. I'll, I don't want to go on a huge rant, but I've got a theory. Right? You know what? All right. Here's here's what. Go nuts. Not a theory, but let, let me just say what I like when I listen to music. Right. You know, people walk around and they talk, oh, oh, that's such a great tune. You know, people love to say how much hell they love a great tune. Let me tell you Bro, something, I Leon. I just heard this tune and it was such a sick tune. I don't like tunes, Leon. I like songs and there's a difference. Yep. To me, a tune is something that you hum and then you play it and other people kind of just like play around the tune. And a song is something that's like composed and considered and has some sort of message and meaning to it. And um, So, this is why you hate jazz. <laughs> Because it's like, yeah, let's just play the tune and then let's yeah. improvise for 45 minutes. And if you like oh, that- by the way, we play the tune again. That's Yeah, that's that's not for me. That's not my sort of thing. I like songs. I like- that. That's what gets me out of bed in the morning. So, anyway, I've just been- uh, I've had a few discussions with it. It's come up recently, so I just vent on that sort of thing. Um, but what were you going to- You were going to show me- Oh, then you finished on the Silver Sky. Yeah, yeah. So, like, look to me, that black- Oh, that's kind of a cool black. That blue? Yeah, I like that. Yeah. They're, they're, they're tasteful. You know they're what? not just stock colors. That's nice to see a that matte. Looks great. It's a, it looks like a matte guitar, but it doesn't look um, it doesn't look yuck. Like, you know, there's um, some of those Fender-style <sighs> yeah. matte guitars. They just feel like they look really yuck. Yeah, man. And like all the PRS stuff I've played with a matte finish has been like a good matte finish, mm. you know? And hey, look, we were talking about yuck and people's yum. You know, I know there's people out there that hate the way PRS guitars look. They just think they're the ugliest thing ever. Yep. Um, and they tell me about it all the time. And I'm like, <laughs> good for you, you know? Um, okay, just <laughs> I reckon stop. they look it, sick. Are these the real ones or these these aren't the SE versions, hey? These are the like the actual- No, these are the, these are the cores, yeah. So, there was a- I had a someone in last night doing a session or yesterday and they had an SE, um, which- Oh, yeah. Uh, SE John Mayer one, Silver, Silver Sky. Sky. And yep. it's like, you can eat, if you, can you bring that picture up again? I certainly can. Look at that. Let me check something out because, yeah. So, for anyone listening, one's like a kind of faded black t-shirt. You know, it's a bit bleached out and the other's, I think, an old Porsche color called Venetian Blue. Can you zoom into the headstocks? Let's do that. Let's get, let's get right up. Right up close. You like that? Like, even from that picture- 
I think that the color of those tuners looks fucked. <laughs> like on this guitar, it was it was it looked exactly the same. They look like right. They look like the plastic look on off. some transformers that I had as a child. It's got they they the ones on this guitar felt cheap as well. I didn't understand it. You got like chrome hardware on the bridge and the the jacks. Why like that matches the headstock? Why why would you not do that? Is that the same? You one? know what has great tuners? This is the DGT. Like yeah. that looks sick. That looks you cool. Know? But man, even like the if you, exposed gears. If you want to you know? do, like, you know, if you want to do an SE version with just normal chrome ones, like that would be cool. Like, or something. So okay, like if that was a pure, uh, that's a more of a Les Paulish looking guitar, right? So have something that feels yeah, like yeah. more Les Paul. Like, man, just use something that's a bit more Fendery. Like, just fucking make it chrome. Like, what are you doing? It looks. We already know it's a Fender yeah. <laughs> under a different name. It looks so cheap, like really cheap, man, and. Yeah, it was a, it's a small thing, but it's an, it's a real, it was a real turnoff. Like I'm looking at this guitar and the color of it was really cool. I had really like pinky purple sort of color, but yeah, just that, that was a massive turnoff. And cause it's the, there's a, um, a cover over the, um, the truss rod, like a truss rod cover and it had the same material. It just looked like cheap. It looked yeah, yeah cheap and uh, yeah. Which weird. is a shame. Uh, it's a shame they don't include the locking tuners on their SE models. Like. I would happily pay an extra $100 up front for the, you know, SEDGT to have locking tuners rather than get the guitar, pay $100 for the tuners yeah. and put them on. Like it's, yeah, it's, you know, it's it? a shame that they don't do that. It's like, it feels like if they came with locking tuners, that would just be the killer app. I read something the other day about people hating on locking tuners. Were we talking about that or was that something else? I mean, look, everyone's upset about everything, yeah. but I don't think we've talked about this. I, I'm all about it. Yeah, I think locking you know, tuners just are great. learn to use them properly. Yeah, like I, there was a, there's a whole thing. It was on probably a um, guitar. I keep getting suggestions for guitar Facebook groups now, which is a bit nah, annoying. Get out of here! Yeah, and, and I'm they, not interested. They pop up, and I, I mean, like the the. Uh, we'll, we'll talk about the synergy thing in a second, but I'm in the MTS yeah. one, and that's interesting. I just read stuff. But everything else, like, I don't really give a shit. But I'll just get these suggested posts, man. And then there's, oh, lucky tuners, oh, they don't work. And oh, no, no. It's like, they're great. Like, what are you complaining about? It just means you, when you change your strings, it's a little bit quicker. Like, it's not going to make your guitar, like, stay in tune that much better. But who cares? It's like a quicker also, string change. When you use locking tuners, don't thread the string around like on a normal thing. You pull it through so that it's taut. And then you push it so, like... You only have to, like, you don't have to wind it around yep. the headstock. Like, I've been sent guitars from companies with locking tuners and the guitars come out of the box like that. And it's like, why do you have this spec when you don't know how to use it? You know, it's just, it makes things fast. You know, yep. I've had loads of, loads of times where it's like, hmm, sh- I've got to the gig, sound checked and been like, uh, yeah, I probably should have changed my strings. Mm, 20 minutes before we play, heaps of time. Change the strings in five minutes, let them settle, yep. do the first set. Bob's your auntie, mate. So, uh, Bob's look, your I'm going to give a shout-out to the- Yeah, exactly. Exactly, mate. Uh, I'm going to give a shout-out to the Gear Forum because this was the first place I could find this image without having to bring up our WhatsApp conversation, Troy. You know, I respect your privacy much in the same way that I respect my privacy oh, as well. I don't respect yours. If you want to find Leo and you can go to Quinn's Rocks, the address is- No, I'll leave it there. But a boom. Let's talk about this. Yeah. This was this was leaked, right? Like Dave accidentally posted a photo, yep. you know, on 
somewhere, but someone screenshot it. Yeah. So and let's talk look, about what it can is. Can we do the Blade Runner? Yeah, someone actually wrote that on here, Enhance. <laughs> um, so, this is probably their NAND booth, right? And I mean, look, for one, there's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. There's eight SIN 2s in there, mm-hmm. which is sick. I want that rack. Uh, but on top of it, it looks like a little bit of a lunchbox head, doesn't it? A little it? bit of a lunchbox head with one space for a uh, Synergy module. And so, okay, I have, I can look over at my um, my Synergy Sin, Sin 30. 30 head, which is over there. And, and also, I can look over at my Synergy Sin 1 and my Sin 2. I've got a lot of Synergy equipment. In fact, let me talk about the Sin 2 for a second, Uncle Leon. Because what I notice is there's four knobs and a few switches on that, on that image and then yep. a slot in the middle for a module, mm-hmm. right? So, the probably the closest, the SYN 2 and the SYN 1, SYN 1 and SYN 2, each have two knobs on the front. One is for the output volume and one is for the SAG control. So, presumably, that's what the ones on the uh, right-hand side would be. Yep. So, that means there's two knobs on the on the left, which, what do you reckon they're going to be for, mate? Now, do you reckon it might just be a standalone clean channel? Well, on my SYN 30, there's a standalone clean channel, and that is base- Sorry, that's volume-based treble. So, if it is a standalone clean channel, then it would be presumably like volume and a tone. Um, yep. However- Doable, but- Do we think it's that, or do you think it's a, an IR sort of a thing? This whole thing over here looks like there's some- Oh, yeah. There's some options. You know, I reckon that might be your IR section. Okay. This might be your- or sad out, volume sort of. Oh yeah, and again, look at this picture quality. <laughs> yeah, if you look at the um the so on the left side where I thought would, might be IRs, it kind of looks like um top left might be uh, volume. It might say volume, and then yep. underneath that might say sag, and that would make sense. Yeah, that's how it's laid out on the I scene mean, too. Um, in- I mean, I'm sure it will come out in like you know a couple of days, and you know we'll know. But it's kind of nice. Yeah. Um. Hopefully it comes out after we've released this podcast. Well, we'll just um, get it out ASAP. Yeah. We'll just scoop everybody. But that's that's kind exactly. of interesting. Um, what do you reckon? 20 watts? Yeah. Lunch, I mean, lunchbox, 15, 20. Yeah. It's kind of cool. Yeah. If it's- uh, It looks small. You know, obviously, you've got the Sin 2s there for for context. The fact that there's hopefully a power amp in- Well, you know, of course, Presumably there'd be a power amp in there. That. It'd just be a Sin 1. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, the power I'm sure thing, a lot of people get a lot of use out of that. I'm curious as to what sort of power amp they do put in that. Um, there isn't like a an immediate thing that they can just take and repackage, right? Maybe the Soldano Astro. Oh, yeah. Which is 20 watts, I think, 6v6, yeah, which but- would be pretty cool. Or, you know, Friedman do like the pink taco and- um, Yeah, but that's a bit more designed around like that circuit or like the- I think yeah, the, I guess Whichever so. one that is. That, but that's that's its own thing, like the- like I mean, um, like Synergy have the Sin fifty, and they've got the Sin thirty yep. or the Sin fifty 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 fifty. I mean, and then also I guess it's kind of like you've got the form factor of the Fryat stuff, which is, um, I, look, I don't know how these things work, but presumably, like if you've got something like a, a thing, you can just shove this thing into that thing and then put it together. And yep. So I, the good old modular approach. Yeah. What I did notice about that um, that picture is um, my Sin 30 is about like when I put it on the top of my rack, it's width of the rack. Um, so that's yeah, right. probably a good like half to two thirds of the size of the uh, of the Sin 30, which is pretty cool. I don't know. I think like uh, well, 12 months ago, pre me getting a 30, I would have been really into it because trying to find like getting a yeah. Sin 1 is really awesome. 
but trying to find a power amp that matches up with it appropriately is a little tough. Like, I don't know if I mentioned it. Like, I did try the Pedal Baby um, a few weeks ago. Yeah. How do you feel about the Pedal Baby, Troy? I don't love it. I don't hate it. It's just not really the sort of... It didn't, like, blow my socks off. To be fair, no... Uh, nothing really sounds as good as a tube power amp. That's not news to anybody. But there, yeah. there is, like, even with... Like with these sin modules, it's okay. It sounded great when I was wearing headphones. <laughs> um, like yeah. when and it was at a decent volume, I didn't really tell that much. But at like lower bedroom volumes when I'm just trying to play and practice, it had that like plasticky feel to it still, which I yeah. st- I also got a similar, well, different, but a, a similar sensation from your Matrix power amp. Uh, yeah, I know exactly like what you that mean. Class like, D it's good, but I, I, yeah. I wasn't a hundred percent certain. Like you know, the class D versus a class AB thing. It's not like I thought there'd be a night and day difference, but I thought it might feel a little bit better to play. And look, it probably does. It probably feels a little bit better. It still doesn't really come close to um, just bunging it through a power amp. Like so, the Friedman IRX. I played that through the the pedal baby. And I played that yep. through the effects return on the Sin 30. And through the Sin 30, it was like, it was amazing. Like really, really amazing. Yeah. No, it's but, a good module. I, I really like it through the 50-50 power amp. Yep. Um, I like it because it's basically the BE deluxe module, yeah, right? It's, it sounds- Like I like that a lot more than the, just the BE module. Yeah. So the um, it's interesting. I was going to say the uh, the IRX software, it's just really funny. It Like it says Synergy at the bottom corner of it. <laughs> it's like- yeah, it's yeah, not exactly. subtle it's like, okay. that this is coming. Like, we know what's everyone coming. Everyone knows what's happening. But you know, this this yep. new app, man. Like, if it's a thing that it's um, it it is a shame with the Sin One. Like, you got a desktop module that is really great for that. It just it's a shame that it doesn't do a couple more things. This thing is this new app probably looks like it'll be a little bit bigger than a Sin One, and you got a power amp in it. Like, that's a really great solution for a lot of people. So I think that'll be that'll be really cool. Um, I'd be interested to see how much it costs when it comes out. Um. Yeah, likewise. I think the likewise. Th- I feel like the Sin Thirty is Australian, like a bit over two grand. I think I paid. Uh, I reckon I paid twenty two for that plus uh, um, the Bogner Ecstasy module. So, you know, if it's like fifteen hundred bucks, that's not a terrible deal, uh, and it gets you in the synergy yeah. sort of space or the uh, the modular space, which is pretty cool. So, man, I'm I'm really excited to learn a bit more about it. I wonder very, if very um, interesting. Was there anything else that you saw um, that tickled you? Tickled your fancy. Uh, just uh, last thing I was going to say is I wonder if on the that rack of Sin 2s, I, I wonder if they're going to put any of that IRS, IRR stuff in that as well or if something like that might. I didn't notice anything on the front Man, panel, but I'm it would be It would be foolish if they didn't at this stage, I reckon. It's mm. sort of like, you know, oh, actually, um, so a few things that I thought were cool as well. Uh, Brandon Ellis. I don't know if you're familiar with Brandon Ellis. Yeah, Great he plays player. for the Gold Coast. Seems- <laughs> How have I never connected that? Of course, Richmond player. Yeah, yeah, Premiership another player. another ex Richmond player. Um, no, Black Dahlia Murder, Brandon Ellis. Oh yeah, Great yeah. player. Loves his loves his crackle finish guitar. That's right. I watched that video of him. Yeah, Parallel Axis. Yeah, he seems like a cool dude. Like, um, but the uh, this is on. I'm on Music Radar, which feels very very dirty that I'm bringing this up, but. It was the first result that came up. Um, Laney are doing these like, you know, FRFR things, but they have a four by twelve. Oh yeah. So you can see that oh, on right. there. I think. 
Wait, so it's an yeah. FR4. Ah, uh, that's a four by twelve. You, so you just it's what powered and you just plug your thing into it. Yeah, so they've okay. they've already been doing LFRs. I think they've got a one by twelve and a two by twelve. Like I know Guthrie Govan's been using them. A lot of people have been turned on to them. Apparently, they're really loud. Um, and yeah, this is a four by twelve okay. one. So uh, developed with Devon Townsend. That's kind of cool. Yeah, that's interesting. I saw that Laney have a plug-in as well. Is that right? I feel like they just yeah. A plug-in, so like- they, I think Aurora DSP mm-hmm. um, have developed that one, and it's yeah, they've like the Ironheart as a mm-hmm. as a plugin, which is which is kind of cool. Um, now those, and I think they've no. Go on, sorry. I think there's a segue going in there, um, but yeah, have you ever tried an Ironheart? No. Um, are those the Neither ones? Have I, but they they seem cool. They're like a two rack unit sort of looking thing, right? Yeah, and they they also make heads now mm. as well. That cabinet, that Laney four by twelve, does that have LED strip around the inside of it, uh, or is it I just don't lit know. in a spe- uh, special way? Because I think it's just lit in a special way. Yeah, but it should. Yeah, um, I don't know, man. Oh, I did hear not, uh, good things about that Fender um, FRFR thing that came out, the Towmaster looking thing. Yeah, so did I. So I've been and yeah, they those. kind of it's like they're doing FRFRs that look like amps now. So you know you don't have to yeah. explain to your mates. Who don't know anything? It's like, oh well. In that, um, guess what? In the Laney one, did it say what speakers it had in it? Had in it. Uh, it says uh, not on this article, but I'll look on the Laney website because it said like Let's two. Take a look. It said like twenty six hundred watts, right? Did I see that? Like something yeah, stupid. Which it's it's not twenty six hundred Marshall watts. No, you know what I mean? Still, um, it's um. <laughs> Still, that's that's lots of headroom. Yeah, that's probably peak. You know, it's probably <laughs> putting out. You know, if before explosion point. Okay, so uh, USB connectivity allows players to load their own IRs into the thing, so you could kind of roll with that's it without. That's actually really cool. That's a good idea. Yeah, um, that'd be cool if you had like a load box and a real amp. You know, you could just yeah, or well, like you don't need to take an IR loader. The um, power cab, the Line Six power cab. They've got the speaker IRs yep. built into that, which I thought was really interesting. Because in theory, you could take a SIN 1 and bung it straight into that, and you've got a really flexible rig. I looked at that uh, a little while ago. That Man, that looks like it's got LED around it. Look at it. It does, doesn't that's, it? That's very clever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, although so that. does the Kemper, so maybe it's just all lies. Um, so, yeah, the speakers, I, does it have a weight on it? I'm really curious as to the weight. Because what are the specs over here? Key features: twenty six hundred watts. You got the IR loading. You've got uh, one inch Lavoisier DF ten horn in there. Okay. What are the actual speakers though? Plywood construction. Well, I uh, guess universal I, voltage. I think the weight is more indicative of of what it would be. Because like, yeah, where's the weight? It's a, like, tell me the weight. Four they're, by they're not telling me, which makes me think it's huge. Yeah. Oh, there oh, you go. No, here we go. Forty two. Oh, Forty two kilos. <laughs> Can, okay, just yeah, go. I'm gonna look at a Marshall four by twelve, like a 1960B or something like that, and just see, see the weight of that. Because I I don't actually know off the top of my head what that is. I feel like my head 36 kilos. Oh man, I mean. So it's 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 heavier. Can you look up a, a Marshall four by twelve? Look, can you look up a Mesa oversized recto cab and see how much that weighs? Look at this in real time. We're using the internet. Uh, Forty-eight kilos. So it's not as heavy as a recto cab. But, yeah, but pretty close, man. In its defence, but that's still. I mean, it's probably that's a lot. That's that's tricky, man. My uh, Jens Benz like oversized ported cab 
was like death trying to get that up the stairs here. So, uh, you know, if you're doing a, a like, if you're doing those sort of gigs where you're taking a cab and you got to walk upstairs by yourself, like, man, doing that with a normal 4 by 12 is like the worst. But trying to do that every night is a bit of a bummer. So We've just come full cycle. How good's modelling? It's convenient. You plug it straight into the PA. You use a small speaker or your in-ears and you get consistent tone. You don't have to cart things around. You're not going to, like, give yourselves, like, uh, you know, people go on about it like, oh, yeah, we did that back in the day. Just don't be a pussy. Also, I can't like sit down for more than five minutes when I take a shit because I've got sciatica. Yep. So I'm always in a fucking bad mood. It's like, yeah, you know, this like this shit isn't funny. It's like you fuck your back up. Yep. You can ruin your life, you know, and it's like, cool. Your, your, your dick's way longer because you had to ca- carry around like two Marshall 4x12s, but it doesn't make it better. It looks cool, but like, you know, I mean, in Laney's defense, they make a 1x12 and a 2x12, yeah, so absolutely. they already do that. But it's it's an interesting choice that I, I'd figure if someone still wants 4x12s, they're probably just going to get a really loud power amp and some 4x12s and do it, yeah. but it's another option. Man, yeah, that's, that's beastly. Like some of these things- um, if you're, if you have roadies to, to cart this stuff around, like someone who's employed, like, cause man, I did that for years. Like I did PAs yeah. and, and stuff and that's your Good job. Fun. <laughs> yeah. You, you know, you get, but you get paid a certain amount of money and like, unfortunately that's just part of the gig. Like we used to lift 120 kilo, oh, 120, 115 kilo speakers, like every week, maybe not every day, but like several times a week and loading trucks and. It's a pain in the ass, but that's just the job. And in in reality, like these speakers are less than that. So that's kind of okay. But for some of the stuff when you're like, you know, you're going to your rehearsal and then you're, or you're going to your like once a month gig, like, man, or like even once a week gig, that's a lot to carry around. You got to get the right car for this stuff too. Cause, man, you got to have at least a boot that's going to fit a fucking like speaker cabinet. That's this stuff's like, yeah, it's it's a solution for certain people. It's not a solution for me at the moment, unfortunately. The turning point in my life was buying a car that couldn't fit a full weight. Oh man, that's just that's when I knew I had I had sailed into the horizon yep. like Poochie the dog never <laughs> to return. And I remember I did that ten years ago, man. And um and then yeah. you thankfully did have a station wagon for long enough and I made plenty of use out of that. So yeah. It's just uh like story is everybody, get a small car and then no one asks you to move stuff. So, um, Uncle Jay, he's going to come and pick up a rack and drop it at your house, or we're going to come up to your house and drop it off at some point. So, sorry, Jay, he's listening to this. And that'll be a good time. Yeah. I'll put the sausage rolls in the microwave. <laughs> Do you know my grand, my great-grandma, um, tw- 20, tw- I reckon 22 years ago, this was the one of the signs when she needed to go to a home. This is really sad, actually, to say it like that. But she, um, she said to my granddad, because we were living together in the same house, she said, oh, you know, do you want a sausage roll? I'll make you a sausage roll. And he said, oh, okay, no worries. Like 20 minutes go by and they're wondering, he's like, well, I wonder where the sausage roll is. And she brings it out and it was like black. She said, what did you do to the sausage roll? And she said, oh, I just put it in the microwave for 20 minutes, you know, just warm it up for you. <laughs> 20 minutes in the microwave. Have you heard the story of, um, you know, my, my dad's infamous for his consumption of black coffee uh-huh. um, that he gets my mum to make in bulk and he keeps it in the fridge and reheats it in the microwave whenever he wants coffee, which is about 17 times a day. <laughs> and uh, uh, my mate Aaron was over and, you know, this was like when we were 
15 or 16 and you know my dad gets his coffee pours in the cup goes up to the microwave closes the thing kind of squints at it like presses something on the number pad hits <laughs> start and it goes <laughs> and he just he just looks at it glances at us and he's like so he'd obviously gone i want to heat it up for a minute how do you do that you just press one <laughs> It just lives with, oh, yeah, no, it's, that's fine. It's, it's yeah, but, and he, um, I, I like to think that he just pulled it out. I can't remember, but he probably just pulled it out and was like, you know, muttering under his breath, like stupid microwave. Can only do one second at a time. <laughs> I just love that, man. Like people, like your dad being as like clever as he is, just there's things he can't do. There's just, there's like, you know, so all the brain is dedicated to maths and guitar. And then like he has this much to just like, I don't know. When's the last time he did the dishes, do you think? Probably when he was about 12 <laughs> and then, you know, did it as a favour for his parents. Like, he, he tells a story where it's like, you know, his mum was a clean freak and, you know, would work. And so, they came home from school, him and his two siblings, and they decided to do the dishes and, you know, clean up for mum, do the nice thing. She got home and silently just looked at everything, was like, pulled everything out again and rewashed it herself. <laughs> so... Absolute psycho, you know, yep. the, the golden age of parenting um, right there. But, uh, yeah, that's probably the last time he did that. He's an outdoor dog. He's not an indoor dog, <laughs> you know. Yeah. He, he's, he's not domestically trained, you know. You put him out in the yard and, you know, he's, he's, he'll, he'll herd the sheep mm -hmm. and he's a guard dog and, you know, he kills rats and things like that. But he just doesn't go in the house. <laughs> you know, that's, that's fine. You know, I'm more an indoor dog myself yep. where it's like I look out the window like, oh, wow, car's going by. That's interesting. I think I'll go back to like, you know, yeah, doing whatever whatever indoor dogs do. I'm an indoor um, dog. Or like our cats, which are indoor cats. They literally have a cat run and, you know, they don't they don't roam free murdering the rare Australian wildlife yep. like the other cats. But, mate, I think that has been a very, very nice overview of what's been going on. Hopefully, on the next episode or two, I'll actually show off my CE24. And I look forward to uh, seeing that Explorer on the top of Perth Stadium very soon. So, Me too. Uh, if people aren't aware, Troy is... Uh, oh, I've been waiting to say this, mate. They stole your idea. I was watching oh, yeah. the Big Bash mm -hmm. and there's a guy as the Sydney Thunder run out. Yep. He's playing like a white Les Paul custom. Just playing some some licks. It sounded really good. Like he's obviously having a good time. I had but he's not on people, the roof. Yeah, I had multiple people send that to me. So, you know, good luck. G good on you. It's not my idea. It was Fremantle's idea that they asked me to do it. But it's yeah, Mate. I'm not going to take credit for it. I actually did. It did get asked about maybe a year or two ago if I should be on the field, like running out. And um, did you say no? I don't think I said no, but I, I, I don't remember how the conversation went, but I think I said something like it was more, you know what it was? I reckon I said that I didn't want to get in the way and take focus at that point when the team's running out, because that should be the moment is like, everyone's yeah. cheering for like Nat Fife to come out and yeah. Like, who's this guy you know, running around? Like, that's mate, you know, you do it once and Fifey would be like, it's put me off my game. Yeah, it's good to like separate it. I think so. I'm on the top of the stadium. Oh, hopefully, I'm, again, I, I, I've taught, I've spoken about it too much, and that'll jinx it, and I, I won't get the gig again this year. That that's what'll happen. Who do you reckon the best guitar player is in the AFL at the moment? Well, Jesus has someone. Gone, so, and Nick Nat's not yeah. in there anymore. So, I don't know. Do you reckon? Um, do you reckon Josh Dacos has an acoustic guitar in the in the corner of his room that he strums? 
Yeah, Josh would be the one with the cooey, not Nick. Oi, like, did I tell you? So I caught up. Well, yeah, with, uh, Uncle Jay a couple of a couple of weeks ago. He and uh, and and Darren, and they're like, like they had just been to a cafe in Fremantle, and then I was catching up with them for lunch, and they're like, Oi, who's this guy? And they show me a picture, and I'm like, looking at him, like, they were like, he's a footy player. We can't think of who he is. And they showed me, did I tell you this? No. Oh, okay. They show me this picture. I'm looking at him, I was like, that kind of, they, they said, it's that like big, like lurch looking guy. And I was like, oh, Rory Lobb? Like, is that who you're talking about? And it's like, no, that's not him. They, they showed me the picture. I'm like, I can't pick it. I'm going through the, the Eagles and Dockers list. Can't work it out. Can't work it out. Anyway, like 20 minutes go by, Jade, um, uh, I think sent it to his wife. It's like, you know, I don't know who it is. I don't know who it is. And then all of a sudden it comes through and it's like, it's Darcy Moore, like captain of Collingwood. There you go. He's just hanging out in yep. Fremantle, getting a coffee and, a, and it's probably a cinnamon scroll at North Street Bakery or whatever that place is called. But you just don't yep. think that the captain of Collingwood is just hanging out in WA. So there you go. Premiership captain. What are you doing here, Darcy? Yeah, I, uh, yeah, I don't know. I went on- no, I've just been a really nice guy. I'm also an excellent guitar player. Yeah, he probably could shred, hey. He'd, um, yeah, if someone was going to be a hell good guitar player in the AFL, it'd be Darcy Moore. He was head boy, and he pr- like probably he looks like he's a head boy. Um, see, Oscar Allen looks like he was head boy, but also just can't play music. But yeah, he's more the type of guy who is head boy, but like bullied the music students. <laughs> that's just every Eagles player, though. You just look at them and go, yeah, you you bullied kids. You know, th- that's that's the West Coast Eagles mantra. Yep. I say this as an Eagles fan as well, but you know, it's it's got it's got hell private school boys club energy. Like just about every football team. Oh, they all have but that, yeah. you know, you work for Fremantle and you know, you know some people actually like working there, which is kind of cool to know. Yeah, they're a great club to work for, man. They've all been always been like super cool to me. I've got like nothing bad to say about them. They made well, yeah, that whole experience has made me a Fremantle fan. So um yeah. There you go. And with that note, with that shameful, shameful note, we're going to sign off from today's episode of the Gear Podcast. Thanks for tuning in. Let us know your favorite new gear announcements or if you've lasted more than 10 days in 2024 without buying a guitar. And we'll see you all next week. Peace.